0: Welcome in on this Friday edition, the Pressure Edition on the Bill Michaels Show. Great to have you on board. 877 867 1670. 867 1670. If you want to find us, that's a great way to do so. Uh, you can track us down in many different areas, uh, but uh, that's, a, that's a great one. Uh, you can find us via Instagram. You can find us at The Bill Michaels Show, by the way. Same thing on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Kick TV. Subscribe. All you got to do is go to uh, youtube.com slash Bill Michaels Show, and you can just click on that subscribe button, and every time we go in the air, pops right up for you. You've got uh, LinkedIn TV as well. Email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. And uh, you can also find us on the Zone Madison app. And Zone, you can take us anywhere and everywhere with the Zone Madison app. Just the Zone Madison. Just go right into your mobile App Store, whatever it happens to be, and uh, dial it up, and you can find us, download it. You can take us anywhere and everywhere, take us live all the time. And then you can listen after the fact on uh, Apple, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Google, all that kind of good stuff. All that kind of good stuff. So there you go. Hey, by the way, coming up tonight, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Smoke on the Water. I was out with uh, Joe and Ellen Hennis last night, as a matter of fact. Kristen and I were. And uh, tonight, they have uh, a little bit, uh, a few tickets left. Um, they've got uh, Taylor Davis from Nashville. Uh, his home is in Nashville. Taylor Davis tonight playing music on the stage below deck tonight in the big, uh, big banquet hall. Uh, and it's the first sellout ever for the below deck event. And they added a few more tickets. So they've got a few more tickets left, uh, like 20 tickets left. That's it. Uh, get a hold of them. Just find them. Uh, Smoke on the Water BBQ Okachi over on Facebook. And there's a QR code. You can scan it. But to tonight, Taylor Davis, one night only, tonight, 8 o'clock, Smoke on the Water Okachi below deck. They have 20-something tickets left. That's it. And then that thing's going to sell out. So if uh, you're a Taylor Davis fan, he's from the area, ended up moving to Nashville, kind of made his dreams come true. He is back tonight because Joe and Ellen know him from years gone by. So he's coming into the town tonight to play a show. But uh, it's going to be a good time tonight out at Smoke on the Water. If you're not going down to Mama Tried with us or anything like that, Smoke on the Water is a place to be. Only 20-something tickets remain. That's Smoke on the Water BBQ Okachi over on Facebook. Taylor Davis, one night only tonight. And the uh, tickets are on sale right now, and it will sell out. So, uh, you know, do it now if you're listening to me and you're thinking you might want to go to this thing. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Our buddy uh, Gerard in Delaware is on the line. Gerard, how you doing today, man? What's up?
1: Hey, Bill. Uh, listen, I'm sorry about your fall, man. I heard, you know, I heard you talking about it this week.
0: I appreciate uh, it. It's
1: got to be devastating. Uh, I don't know if you checked the police surveillance cameras to see how it happened. I remember you saying you weren't sure you blacked out or you know i don't know you know i'm just saying that i you,
0: apparently you know. i i like took a tumble coming off the bench i went to get up i don't know if it was like my shoe or it was the belt on my coat but i went down and i i don't remember much when when i hit because i went smack on my face and i was out like a light but uh, it was terrible. apparently i tripped yeah um that's terrible i'm sorry to Clumsy. Hear that
1: but uh you know The Packers are going to, you know, they always have high expectations because uh, the fan base that that we are. And the media, you know, love's going to get paid uh, in May. Mm -hmm. So the media is going to be all over love. They're going to be promoting him. They're going to be talking about him. They're going to be talking about the Packers' expectations. They already are and all this other stuff. So there's going to be pressure on love when he gets paid. That's normal. That's going to happen. So so this year, you know, I do have high expectations. I do, okay, because I think Goody's going to have a decent draft and he's going to make a lot of right moves. Now, the question I have for you is, let's say all these safeties that we're talking about, like I've been talking about forever, Whitfield Jr. or, you know, McKinney from the Giants and all these, let's say they get tagged or signed. And most of these guys aren't there in free agency and they're going to have to draft these guys. All right. Mm -hmm. I got a curveball for you. Would you go out there and make an offer to Saquon Barkley to split with Jones, to split time with Jones?
0: Uh, If you feel like the time is now and you're going to win, yeah, I would do that because you're not going to pay a lot of money to Jordan Love uh, right away. Uh, That contract is going to give you a window of opportunity. Uh, Now, you also have to prioritize are you going to go in that direction? Uh, and you're going to have enough money left over to be able to sign a uh, defensive back, uh, whether it be safety or a corner, because you're going to need some veteran presence back there. So uh, to me, if you you got enough money for two stars, but are you going to pay a long-term guy like Saquon Barkley? I think he'd be a great addition. It'd be, one, it'd be the best one-two punch in all of football. I don't think there's any doubt about it because yeah, eventually you part, you're going to part floor, with, part ahead. ways with Aaron Jones anyway.
1: Well, you got to look at it this way, though. In my point of view, both of them are sort of injury prone. Right. So if if you only use them half the time, which they would be doing with Jones and Barkley, right. It's Mm -hmm. less of a chance of them getting hurt, you know, and banged up and, you know, through the long season. So, and they still would have to draft another running back somewhere along the line, you know, and they probably could do that in the third round. And, you know, uh, you, you know, like you said, the best player available is the best route to go. But like, like, are they high on the Boston College kid? That uh, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Are they high on him? And you know, is he going to start next to Walker? Is this going to, is this going to be the you know the linebacker duel? Or and and I just want to make a comment on Hadley that I I watched the press conference, and I tell you what, he said all the right things. He and and this is what I wanted to tell you. Now, he said they're going to be, you know, like uh, Lafleur said, They he wants them to be super aggressive, you know, and all this other stuff. Now, if after the fourth game next season, you're on the radio and you're screaming, where's the aggressiveness? Where We were told right. this. We were told that. Where is it? Then I think we're in trouble. <laughs>
0: right. No, I agree with so that.
1: You, you know, that's something I don't want, you know, I, I don't, you, you know, if it's fair, you have to. Here's, say it. here's
0: my question, Gerard. Let's just say they do have the aggressiveness, aggressiveness, but they're just not playing well. Do, how many games do you give them to kind of absorb everything? Because if I see aggressiveness and they're just making certain mistakes or, you know, it's just, it's, it's just kind of different, but at least you can kind of say they're going down swinging. Do you give them the benefit of the doubt?
1: Well, didn't didn't Hadley say that during his press conference? He says, "Look, I could draw it up on a on and and it would look perfect, but it still has to succeed." You know, I'm paraphrasing, right. but it still has to work. So he he said something really smart. He says, "I got to teach the players and you know get input from the players, sort of what they you know." He's in other words. You know how we used to say, like Thompson used to take a square peg and try to put it in a round hole. Remember, we used to say that all the time. Now, it's how he's going to use Walker. Because when when they asked him about Walker, he said he's an incredible athlete, this, that, the other thing. So how is he going to use them? How is he going to put these players in, in? And now is the key. If he puts the players in a position to succeed and they're not succeeding, then who is he? It's the players then. Right. You see what I mean? Because you can't change the coordinator. You can't do all that and then say, well, you know, it's the coordinator again or it's this again. So if he's putting these players in the right position to blitz, because look, how many years have we seen the Packers blitz? Or they could blitz eight guys and they never get home. How many times have we seen that? How right. many times? in Kansas City during the Super Bowl, how many times did they blitz and they got and the defensive back got home and either disturbed the quarterback or or sacked him? How many times? Do you see it? Yep. Yep. Kansas City do it. So how come we can't do it? How come the Packers can't do it? How come? That's
0: I, what that's, we gotta say. That's I one hundred percent agree. Appreciate the phone call, uh, to too, Gerard. One hundred percent agree. There's two things to that statement that I that I, I think about. One is uh, it has always been the impetus of the defensive coordinator to get after it. I think most fans, yourself included, myself included, would rather see this team getting after it and just missing than sitting back and dying death by a thousand cuts. That That's the first thing. The second thing is when you say, well, what happens if they dial it up? and they're not getting home. Then you start to go, okay, how good is the talent on the field? Why are they not getting home? Are they not big enough? Fast enough? Strong enough? Intuitive enough? What what's what is the reason they're not getting home? And the one thing that I've always said about defensive coordinator or any coordinator, or any coach, you have to be a teacher of philosophically what it is you want. And you are only, and I don't mean this in a, in a in a derogatory sense, but maybe I'm going to use the wrong terminology, but you're only as good as the least intellectual player on your team. Because the guys that have the instinct, the guys that can absorb it, the guys that get it, they're there. That, that's fine but it it only takes one to break down continuously for your defense to go to hell. Same thing with your offense. It only takes one. You're only as good as your weakest link. So sometimes you have to be able to coach up the weakest link because the stars are the stars. What you want to do is just help them excel. Just give them uh, polish to their game. But you're only as good as your least intellectual player most of the time because good quarterbacks will find the weakest link. They just do. 877-867-1670. Tony listening to us in Milwaukee. Tony, how you doing today, man? What's going on?
1: I'm doing
2: great. I think we screwed ourselves when we got rid of Drew Holiday. I, I know Damon Lillard is a great player and all that, but – Drew Holiday brought in that that defense that was like pit bull like, and I think he's going to end up with a second ring with Boston this year. I, I do think Boston's going to win. I think that acquisition of uh, Drew Holiday helps him get over that hump. Um, I think Milwaukee we we really put ourselves in the bind when we got rid of Drew Holiday. That's like it. You can you can score all you want, but you got to play defense. And James yeah. Lillard is not a defensive player, so I think we're I think we're all screwed up. I think we get in the first round. I think we um we exit the playoff in the second round because I don't think we're gonna get past Boston anyway. I think we get Philly or Miami in the first round, we beat them, we get to that second
1: round, we lose out. That's a guarantee. Yeah. That's my point. All
0: right, buddy. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh I cannot the, the Drew Holiday, I mean here's the two things to think about, and he, he brought it up. One is you lost that that piece. I still go back to PJ Tucker. You lost your dirty. You lost your you lost your 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 muddy guy. The guy that got down in the mud, got down, got dirty, got just did all the crap that nobody else wanted to do. He was, he was the junkyard dog. That's what you, you lost that. So I go back to PJ Tucker. Uh, Drew Holiday did some of that, but he had an energy level. He had a likability. He had a smile. He had a, he had a, a chemistry, you know? So you take that off of a Milwaukee Bucks team. Add that, then, to a Boston Celtics team. And you've seen the double-down effect. Boston is, is double-digit win margins. There's something to be said for that. Their defensive prowess is better. Their scoring is up. And they are just whooping ass in the East. Really, in the NBA. But they, they've they just, you can look at them and go, that's what you wanted the Bucks to be. Tenacious on defense, energetic, up and down the floor. They, they can hit from the outside. They can dunk on the inside. They can hit the 10-footer. They're, they're, they're getting it done in all aspects. They're switching off. I mean, just watch your defense. They're switching off, man. They got a tenacity to them. You don't, you don't see that here. What you see is a lot of guys saying, give me the ball. I can score. The defense, wait, what? That end of the floor? I'm going to put my hands up. I'm going to turn around. I'm going to hope the ball comes to me. And then I get a chance to dribble all the way down the floor, maybe pass it off, try to get it back, or shoot. There's not much flow to this team. You understand what it is. That's why I'm looking forward to seeing them play Minnesota tonight. Minnesota is – do I think Minnesota's winning the West? No. But Minnesota's a really good team, and it's a great test for Milwaukee tonight to get out of the uh, unofficial second half of the season and begin the sprint towards the end of the year. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Stay tuned. Pressure Friday. That's what we're talking about. Matt Miller from ESPN, the draft guru, going to be joining us at the bottom of the hour. Don't go anywhere. We'll talk some more about the NFL draft coming up. But uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over at the Irish Cultural Heritage Center. We are not that far away. We are not that far away. St. Patrick's Day lurking right around the corner. What are we, like two and a half weeks away? Something like that? Three weeks away? I can't wait. Looking forward to it. Saturday night, uh, March 16th. Join us. We are going to go to the ICHC Irish Cultural Heritage Center. Cynthia and his plan. It is a combination of New Orleans meets country meets rock meets Irish. It's If you've never seen them, you're going to have a great time. I can't recommend it enough. The, and it's a small, intimate gathering, the Irish Cultural Heritage Center, Uh, Right there on West Wisconsin Avenue, ICHC.net. That's ICHC.net. They got bars in the front. They got a pub in the back, an Irish pub in the back. It's a great place. It's going to be a lot of fun. A partay right there before uh, St. Patrick's Day. I'm trying to find something cool and green to wear right now, as a matter of fact, online. Uh, Go to ICHC.net. That's ICHC.net and buy your tickets. Or call our buddy Corey right now, 414-345-8800. They have VITP tables available if you want to sit up front, hang out. Dance, get down with it, Irish jig with it, whatever. ICHC.net, and they have all kinds of acts coming to the Irish Cultural Heritage Center on West Wisconsin Avenue. Again, ICHC.net or call them 414 345 8800. More on the Bill Michael. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
2: Hey Wayne, shopping for a new door? I sure am. This fiberglass door is really strong, we love ours. Do you need something more dependable?
0: Yes, something that's durable, dent resistant, knows how to take a hit and is gonna last for years. We're still talking about the door, right? Uh, Oh yeah, right, of course.
3: Wayne Larrabee and Jeff Levering shopping together at Pellet Windows and Doors of Wisconsin? What could happen next? How about 0% interest for up to 3 years? Or no down payment, no interest, and no payments for up to 18 months? I'm Gina Della from Pella. This incredible offer from Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin is only available until February 29th, so hurry. We offer a wide range of window and door styles to perfectly match your home's unique design. Start customizing today with 0% interest for up to 3 years or no down payment, no interest, and no payments for up to 18 months only at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Visit PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions
2: apply for details
3: on uh.
0: Welcome back. Bill Michael's show, we continue on. By the way, we were talking about uh, our friends at Burn Pit Barbecue a little bit earlier. They are going to be out at the uh, the fishing expo and such, and they, they've got a couple of booths, as a matter of fact, and they, they're usually around town doing something somewhere. Uh, BurnPitBBQ.com, bbq.com. So uh, somebody emailed me, um, I think it might have been Kevin, and he said, what was my favorite? And I had to go downstairs and look because everything they have is like... Um, It is, it is military named Pogie Bait, P-O-G-E-Y-B-A-I-T, Pogie Bait. It is, that's what I, I love that. It's sweet. uh, It's a sweet barbecue sauce with a touch of honey. And oh my God, is it good. So good. Um, So if you're looking for that, uh, and I wanted to make sure I got back to you because I said I'd run downstairs and look during the break and I forgot to, so I ran down this time. Pogie Bait, that's what it is. So if you uh, go to our friends at Burn Pit Barbecue, burnpitbbq.com and look for it, it's there on the website. Or if you're going to one of the shows and you see it, they usually have like cups out of tastings with pretzels and such. Taste it. Uh, because you can taste all the different flavors that they have, but the Pogie Bait is the stuff that I love. So if you see those guys, uh, Greg and those guys, just say, hey, Bill Michaels recommends this. that That's, that's what I... As a matter of fact... I when I was uh, I was on Monday and I was off I was kind of recuperating from the fall over the weekend and I I think I talked about this on the air I decided to take some chick I I was wanting chicken nuggets but I didn't want to go out anywhere so I found a recipe online I just happened to have everything in the house to make it and I cut these these four chicken breasts up and small cubes and the whole thing and made it, it was like some of the best-tasting chicken I've ever had in my life. And I, I don't know how I did it, but I did it. and But it was the pogey bait was one. I have honey mustard, like a really true buffalo hot sauce, and then barbecue because I like all three. And I had the pogey bait there, and I was just dipping it in that. It was fantastic. So uh, anyway, burnpitbbq.com. That is burnpitbbq.com. And the pogey bait is the stuff that I love. That's the good stuff. Uh, pressure. Don't forget, coming up bottom of the hour, speaking of pressure, it's uh, always for general managers to get it right. We're going to talk some NFL draft coming up here, bottom of the hour. Matt Miller is going to join us from ESPN. He'll be here. But pressure on teams in the state, who's got the most pressure to prove it in one way, shape, or form? And, and then I guess my next question, and this is a really good one, and this is from Rick. Rick says, what is proof for many of these teams? Is it winning a championship? Is it getting deep into the postseason? What is the actual proof versus expectation? That's a good question. It's a really good question, as a matter of fact. I think for the Brewers, get to the postseason, win the division. Um, I think for the Bucks, Eastern Conference final. I think Marquette, Elite Eight. I think Badgers, Sweet 16. I think Packers, NFC Championship game. Badger football, man, it's going to be tough to get 9 and 10 wins. But I think 9 wins is probably the bar right now after this past season. But their schedule is brutal. But you, this is what you brought Luke Fickle in for. This is the reason you have a guy like Vrabel as a consultant. This is the reason you're bringing in line coaches and such from all across the country that have excelled in many different areas. This, this, this is what it's all about. It's about, you know, Hey, you've now got the merger, UCLA, USC, you got big boys playing now in the big 10. Everybody's just as big as you are or bigger. It's time. Now it's time to take that next step. And I, I don't think nine wins would be out of the realm of possibility. And I think that should be like a legitimate expectation. Second year of the program, you seem to have a lot of pieces in place you know the, the big areas you're looking to ex- expound upon obviously is to make sure that offensive line is solidified but you know weaponry on the outside you got to get better in the secondary so top 25 and in 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 uh for football top 25 and nine wins that would be that'd be that that would be that would be that area eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy our buddy dwayne From Dwayne's Covered All says, I think the most pressure for sure is on the Bucs, bringing in Dame. Now, Doc, uh, they have the most uh, in baseball, I agree, the Cubs, no doubt, and football, I would agree, that the Cowboys, but, oh, I think the Jets also. Did the Jets lower expectations just by the season without Aaron Rodgers because all their flaws and ugliness were revealed? You know what I mean? Did they just... The offensive line is terrible. The defense didn't play nearly as good as they thought it was going to. All the weapons they thought they had that were going to be able to just kind of help out Zach Wilson and overcome life without Aaron Rodgers didn't really pan out. Uh, Certainly the players that Rodgers wanted, if you want to give Rodgers as a general manager uh, a grade, you would give him an F minus. That was terrible. The only guy that panned out was the oldest guy of the group, right? Randall Cobb. He actually had a few catches. Alan Lazar was a healthy scratch. He couldn't even get on a field. He was so bad without Aaron Rodgers. So, <laughs> yeah, the Jets, McCarthy, um, I think Shanahan to get that team back there. There's a lot of pressure there. So we can get into that whole, whole discussion. Absolutely. Um, if you want to find us. Do it. This is from Terry. Terry says, uh, hey, Bill, I think the most pressure uh, of anybody right now is on Shaka Smart. This team is number seven in the country. They are playing extremely good basketball, playing in one of the toughest conferences in all of basketball. I think they need to get to at least a Final Four to prove the season that it's supposed to be. Mm, I think a lead eight. A lead eight. Uh, Final Four, man, that's... I mean, if you go by the rankings, they're already inside the elite eight. They're not inside the Final Four. Play to your expectation. Play to the level of, of, um, of thought, I guess. So, ah, boy, to put a, to put a Final Four on them, that's 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 not easy, by any stretch. Uh real quick, got one more, and this is from uh, Dwayne. Dwayne also says uh, different. Dwayne, by the way. Uh, Dwayne says, "I think it's on the Brewers to be able to better what Craig Council did. You can't let Craig Council go to Chicago and then show you up." Yeah, yeah, but I, I, I still think that there's enough talent. I, I'm not worried about. I'm not worried about Craig Council and the Cubs being the distraction. I'm worried about the Brewers just being good enough to win the division or be a wild card in the postseason. If you win the division, you automatic, auto, automatically bested the Cubs. You bested Cincinnati, that's a a very good team, at least on paper. And like I said, the Cardinals are either going to be a tremendous success or a dismal failure. I don't think there's a whole lot in between. So if you win the division, you've bested everybody, and I'm not worried about what Craig Council does. But if, say, you're the wild card, I I guess as long as the Cubs aren't the team that wins the division, you've still had success. You're not worried about Craig Council besting you, uh, and and let me say this too: you're not, you don't, you're not playing against a manager. You're playing against the other the team as a whole. Managers uh, can account for anywhere from three to eight wins a year via specific moves. They can also account for three to eight losses a year via specific moves. But it's just whether or not you got the talent to overcome. And on any given day, that type of thing. So, anyway, uh, but I'm not worried about the Craig Council effect, so to speak. Let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. When we come back, NFL draft talk. Matt Miller from ESPN is going to join us. That is coming up next in the Bill Michael. Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. Great getaway. That is the uh, the Four Seasons Island Resort up in Pembine, Wisconsin. If you're looking to go to a historic place, a place with a lot of lore to it, uh, you can't go wrong. Getting on the island out in the middle of the beautiful Moscano River. And it's just kind of taking in the scenery. I know they haven't had a ton of snow, but the uh, trails are open. You can also uh, go up there and just sit back, relax, kind of escape a little bit. Great place to go. Call our girl, Barb, 715-938-5110, 715-938-5110. That's the Four Seasons Island Resort up in Pembine, Wisconsin. Joining us now on the hotline uh, from ESPN, uh, Matt Miller is here, uh, the NFL draft expert. And, Matt, first of all, thanks for joining us, man. We really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, of course. Always good to be back with you.
0: So, the Packers have eleven picks in this year's draft. They got five of them in the top one hundred. They know we know they need secondary help. They've invested a lot of draft capital over the years in this defense. Are you surprised that this defense hasn't achieved more, so to speak?
2: In some ways, I think you know it's surprising that some of the players you know you look back at your grades on players, surprised some of those guys can break out or haven't broken out. Uh, in a way that now you're still looking at the secondary saying, okay, or the defense, excuse me, saying, okay, we got to we got to figure some things out. Um, I also think it's, drafting is hard, and it's it's really hard when you're drafting in the back end of the the round most times. You know, historically, this has been a team that's drafting 25 and later because of the success that they've had. So that, that definitely makes it harder. But um, I'm with you. Defense is it, it seems to be you know the spot at 25, but also with the two second round picks or the two third round picks, I think this is a year where we could see a lot of turnover, especially as I I slipped up there and said secondary, especially in the secondary with a new coordinator coming in with several free agents, you know, starting free agents as well. So uh, it's it's definitely a year where I think defense is going to be a big priority.
0: Now the question everybody is asking is, what is Chicago going to do? Uh, obviously, they've got a decision to make with Justin Fields. There's Caleb Williams sitting out there. Who do you vow, who do you think is the best quarterback in this draft?
2: It's Caleb Williams, and I, I have felt that way since August, if not earlier. Um, I think in this business we like to overthink things. We like to you know bring up different scenarios just to have something new to talk about. Caleb Williams is the best quarterback in this class, and that's not just. My opinion, you know, NFL scouts share that opinion as well. General managers believe that. And I think too often we have people who look at, you know, USC went seven to five last year. Let's say historically bad defense that they had. That was not because of Caleb Williams, who is once again, you know, he was an efficient quarterback. He's creative. He has fantastic arm strength. Um, And in fact, I had an article come out yesterday with my player comparisons. I compared him to a young Aaron Rodgers because of some of the things he can do to a defense. And, and, you know, 33 starts in college, he was fantastic in every one of those games. So to me, he's the best player. And as much as I, I did and do like Justin Fields, I think when you're presented with the opportunity to draft an elite player and to reset your quarterback contract window, you have to take that chance
0: do does any of say uh, because I think talent wise I agree with you uh, some of the emotional side of things the way he's handled some of the losses has handled some of the pressure and been shielded away from some of the criticism does any of that concern general managers at all?
2: Not that I've heard and I, I can you know I can speak to my opinion on it it doesn't bother me I saw I saw multiple NFL players this year you know shedding tears on the sideline whether it be because of an injury or because of a loss. I don't, I don't worry about that stuff. I, I think that's one of those things that it's really important to have the ability, and, and it'll happen next week at the Combine, for teams to get to know Caleb Williams. I'm sure the Bears have already had some dialogue with his camp. I'm sure there will be more of that after the Combine, whether that be a private visit or a workout, the pro day workout. They're going to get to spend a lot of time with him, make sure that, that there's a you know, good mesh there between the two of them. But, you know, I... I I think for some reason, Caleb was put under a spotlight as far as that goes, that no one else was, you know, if, if the cameras were looking at every quarterback in college football to see if, which of the 134 of them were, you know, crying after the, losing their last college football game. I, I think we'd see a lot of people, you know, wiping their eyes. And, you know, I can remember my last game in high school. It was a, an emotional moment. I knew I was never going to play a football again. It's a terrible feeling. So, Uh, I don't, I don't hold any judgment toward that.
0: Then the next couple of quarterbacks, uh, give me your thoughts. Is it Drake May? Is it Jaden Daniels? I mean, uh, obviously there's a a lot of quarterbacks in this draft that many people think are good or could fill the bill. So you tell me who the next couple of quarterbacks are that are going to go off the board.
2: Yeah, I think Jaden Daniels from LSU, the Heisman Trophy winner and Drake May from North Carolina are right there together. In fact, I think it's very likely one of them is drafted at number two overall and the other is drafted at number three overall. They're that talented. They're deserving of being high draft picks. This is not a situation where teams are manufacturing a quarterback to fit a need. These guys are legit players who should be drafted early. After that, J.J. McCarthy from Michigan probably comes in here as a top 12 pick. I think Bo Nix from Oregon probably comes in as a top 20 pick himself. So this is a draft where we can see five quarterbacks selected in the first round.
0: Got the Packers drafting uh, what twenty fifth, I think, in this thing. They need secondary mm-hmm. help, uh, whether it's a safety or a corner. Uh, they can never, you can never have too many weapons to help out a young and burgeoning quarterback. W- what direction do you think they go, and who do you think is going to be there to really kind of fill the bill?
2: Yeah, I think a corner. You know, there's a couple names: Quinion Mitchell from Toledo, who's coming off an elite performance at the Senior Bowl. He might be off the board. He's had that good of a, a pre-draft run. The player I love for the Packers, if I could hand-pick a player, it would be Cooper DeJean from Iowa. Uh, coming off a leg injury, so we're not going to see him work out next week, but an elite playmaker. He could play inside or outside corner. He's a great punt returner, uh, was a fantastic four-sport athlete in high school. Someone that's going to fit what Jeff Hathaway wants to do, who has the size and speed to press at the line Atlanta scrimmage. Um, I think Cooper DeGene, if if he's there at 25, that's a dream pick for the Packers.
0: talk to me real quick about halfley obviously you know you pay attention a lot to college football but give me your thoughts on halfley and what he did at boston college what he's done in his career going to ohio state and being a part of that defense that went from you know out of the top 100 into number one in the country give me your thoughts on him
2: yeah everyone i know like raves about how he is not just as a x's and o's guy but how he is as a communicator, I think that's the biggest thing, you know, is being able to articulate to his players what's expected and to coach that up. So I would I would think, especially for, you know, secondary players, there's going to be uh, just an uptick in development for those guys because of this style of coaching. Um, you know, it is. It's, I'm sure you've heard this term a million times in the last month. It's press man. You know, it's going to be a, a 4-3 press man defense, and, um, you know, that's... It's going to be aggressive, very aggressive at the line of scrimmage, but also in, in, the past, in terms of the pass rush. So, but, it, you know, why was he able to turn Boston College around? It is that the communication skills, it's, it's how well he is at coaching and developing players. You're not getting, you know, four or five stars at Boston College in your secondary. So his ability to coach guys up is really important.
0: Talking with Matt Miller at NFL Draft Scout over on X, the ESPN draft expert. Let me ask you this: When it comes to the depth of the draft at particular positions, one year, you know, we saw last year tight ends were prevalent. We've seen offensive tackles prevalent. What is the deepest spot in this class coming into this draft?
2: Yeah, I would have offensive tackle, which you know, could be a sneaky need uh, for the Packers. I have six yeah. offensive tackles in my top thirty-two. I have eight offensive tackles in my top 35. So offensive tackle is really deep this year. Several of those guys could play guard as well. Uh, Jordan Morgan from Arizona, Graham Barton uh, from Duke, both could play guard. J.C. Latham from Alabama could also play guard. So um, I know a a lot of times offensive line comes up when I'm thinking about the Packers and I'm thinking about mock drafts. I'm I'm a big Zach Tom fan. I thought he played exceptionally well last year. Uh, obviously, Elton Jenkins is a stud, but you know, figuring out the rest of this offensive line is something where you know at 25, you could see an addition, especially if they don't like the corners who are, who are on the board because uh, on the defensive side, corner is the deepest position in this draft, especially in round one where I have five guys in the first round. So we could see a little bit of a run on corner to where at 25, maybe you're saying, okay, well, maybe we go off into the line at 25 and then we hit corner, which is really deep in rounds two and three, and try to find quality players there.
0: I, I know it might be out of the reach, but God, I love Brian Thomas Jr. I I mean, I know the Packers have some good <laughs> up-and-coming young wide receivers, but you can't ever – because of the, the question mark of Christian Watson being able to come back and actually perform and play without the hamstring injury is, I think, something that's topical. And I would love to see Brian Thomas, the wide receiver out of LSU. I, I mean, I know there's a lot of people in Cincinnati wanting to unite him with T. Higgins and Jamar Chase and all that kind of stuff. But I would love to see him end up – is there any way he falls to 25 to the Packers?
2: Probably not, just realistically because he's that good. I'm with you. He's one of my top 16 players. I am in love with his ability. I mean, 17 touchdowns last year. What he does is a vertical threat. Speed, the way he runs away from defenders, it's really special. So it uh, would not be a very Packers move to draft a receiver in the first round, as we all know. But uh, I, am, I share your love for Brian Thomas. He's a really, really good player.
0: What do you think about Keon Coleman, uh, the wide receiver, coming out of uh, Florida State?
2: I feel like I'm the highest on him among my colleagues. I'm, I'm actually a, still a big fan. You know, uh, This past year, he came out red hot, kind of dropped off. He actually only had two games over 100 yards. I think some of that is the scheme of Florida State. Some of it was Jordan Travis getting hurt. But I look at him, and I see that former basketball frame, six foot four, 215 pounds. He only had four drops all season. He's explosive enough to be the team's Primary pump returner, which you just do not see at six foot four. So I, I think his range is probably in that. You know, twenty five to thirty two uh, is where he should come off the board.
0: Well, uh, before I let you go, I do got to ask you because for the first couple of years, uh, Brian Gudikin's drafting. There weren't a whole lot of holdovers. I mean, most guys really weren't performing. And thank God that, uh, you know, Jordan Love has actually proved to be the guy. Otherwise, that draft from then and back would be horrible. But the last couple of years, you talk about a stockpile of talent, and we have not really seen what Lucas Van Esk can do, but certainly the tight ends and Musgrave and certainly Jaden Reed coming out of uh, Michigan State. Give me your thoughts on Brian Gutekunst and the, the way they seem to have honed in the scouting capability of the Green Bay Packers.
2: Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, I'm with you. Early on, I was kind of scratching my head, wondering, okay, what what are we doing here with some of these picks? Because they just felt like reaches, uh, honestly. And I think that's easy to do when you have an Aaron Rodgers and you're trying to plug holes to win a Super Bowl. Um, I think what we've seen, especially last year, was really, really special. And I would even say, you know, getting Zach Tom in the fourth round, Romeo Dubs in the fourth round. Like, they've made some really good uh, outside of top 50 selections. But um, you know, it's also, it's a credit to getting to the point of knowing your team, you know, it's where you can say, Hey, Jaden Reed, maybe no one else in the NFL thinks he's a top 50 pick, but we do. And we have a role for him and we know our young quarterback who's coming in. So, you know, to find Reed, Dontavian Wicks was a player two years ago. I loved, and then he kind of fell off that last year. So I think it's also a matter of, you know, sticking through to their grades, um, it, It is a lot more fun drafting when you aren't necessarily just trying to plug one or two holes to make that Super Bowl run because you go back to drafting for talent, drafting for ability. Best player available gets factored in a lot more, which is why you can take two tight ends and and, three wide receivers in a a draft. And, And now we see the success that they've had because of that.
0: Great stuff. I appreciate it, as always. And uh, let's touch base again as we start getting a little bit closer to the draft and things start to shake out and free agency starts to be upon us. And I'd love to pick your brain again, okay?
2: That sounds great. Let's do it.
0: Thanks so much. Uh, There you go. Matt Miller at NFL Draft Scout. You can find him over on X, the ESPN draft expert. Good stuff for him to kind of chime in and talk a little bit about uh, the NFL draft. The Green Bay Packers place in the Packers have five picks In the top 100, 11 total picks on the season. And their first pick will come at number 25 this year in the 2024 NFL Draft. Stay tuned. We got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up, and it's coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Hey, Wayne, shopping for a new door? I sure am. This fiberglass door is really strong. We love ours. Do you need something more dependable? Yes, something that's durable, dent resistant, knows how to take a hit and is going to last for years. We're still talking about the door, right? Uh, Oh, yeah, right, of course.
3: Wayne Larrabee and Jeff Levering shopping together at Pellet Windows and Doors of Wisconsin? What could happen next? How about 0% interest for up to 3 years? Or no down payment, no interest, and no payments for up to 18 months? I'm Gina Della from Pella. This incredible offer from Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin is only available until February 29th, so hurry. We offer a wide range of window and door styles to perfectly match your home's unique design. Start customizing today with 0% interest for up to 3 years or no down payment, no interest, and no payments for up to 18 months only at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Visit PellaWI.com. for
2: details our
0: Welcome back. Good to have you. Hey, if you are uh, out in the, we'll say, lacrosse area, and you're looking for the good fish fry Friday, Buzzard Billy's right there on Pearl Street in La Crosse, Wisconsin, in the 1860s Brick Hotel. Great place to go. You go out there, you get some of the fish, you get the hush puppies, which are fantastic. Some of that coleslaw that they have. Oh, that's that's good stuff. I don't care who you are. That's really, really good stuff. That's Buzzer Billy's on Pearl Street in La Crosse. They did the, the Mardi Gras theme uh, last week, which was great. And uh, this week, it's all fish fry all the time. So uh, check out Buzzer Billy's, And then, if you're maybe doing the date night, go upstairs after the fact. The Starlight Lounge, 1950s-style cocktail lounge, located on the second floor. It's right above Buzzer Billy's. You can't miss it. Great place to go. Stop in. Both places. Awesome. Maybe you're going to get fish fry somewhere else. I mean, okay, whatever. But stop by the Starlight Lounge. Either place. You can't go wrong. Buzzer Billy's downstairs. Starlight Lounge upstairs on Pearl Street in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Good, good stuff from our friends over there at Buzzer Billy's. Good to have them on board. Um, 877-867-1670. Coming up in the next hour, coming up in the next hour, uh, we're going to be doing some more when it comes to uh, discussions regarding uh, the Green Bay Packers and' uh, looking forward to it. We got Ryan Wood coming up in about about 35 minutes from now. We'll talk with Ryan Wood, uh, Packersnews.com. We'll talk with him and we'll touch base and kind of pick his brain on the Green Bay Packers as well. So uh, looking forward to that. Um, this one is from uh, Jake. Jake says, uh, hey, Bill, good show. As far as the most pressure goes, he believes it's on Greg Guard. People have been calling for Guard's head for a long time. He's got in parentheses not me. He said, but guard is under pressure and the watchful eye of many Badger fans who want to see this team actually give them some excitement in the postseason. I say it's Greg Guard over and above everyone else. Appreciate the email. 877-867-1670. Uh, Chuck says... Uh, It's going to be the Brewers. Brewers have to surpass what they did last year. You can't get to the postseason and ultimately fail yet again. At some point, you have to take the next step. I think the Brewers are going to play well. They're going to make a couple of moves to bolster the starting rotation, and then they're going to be a team that's going to be vying for the top spot in the National League. And a uh, what, NLCS, you're saying, Chuck? Man, he says NLCS or bust for me this season okay, I I don't know if I'm going to go that far, but I like your enthusiasm. I'll say that. Tim says, by far the most pressure is the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, They didn't bring Dame in to go to an Eastern Conference Finals. They brought Dame in to win a championship. If they don't win a championship this year, is an ultimate failure. I don't care what Giannis says. He keeps putting lipstick on a pig with all of his excuses. Win it or nothing. That is from Tim. Tim, Tim's hardcore, man. Tim says pressure is on the buck. I, I can't disagree with that. I really can't. I really think, and, and I'll for everything you just said. Look, you, you. The only thing I questioned going into this season was Adrian Griffin for your head coach. How to take a team that had this ultimate level of expectation? This this is not a team that is going to vie for the East. This is a team that was built to contend for a championship. Remember, Giannis said, as long as we're going for championships, I want to remain. They bring Dame in. Two days later, he signs the extension. That I mean, that's what Damian Lillard was brought here for, to win a championship, not to go to an Eastern Conference Finals, not to get them into the postseason, not to win the East, but to get to a, t- a championship. So, I, I, After all is said and done in the immediate... I would probably have to agree with those that say it's the Milwaukee Bucks, hands down. Half an hour away from uh, from uh, our buddy Ryan Wood, PackersNews.com. Stay tuned for that. Also, last hour of the program today, Mike Clemens is going to be coming up as well. Don't go anywhere on the Who Has the Most Pressure Friday. And now, now we'll open it up. We'll open up the window outside of the state of Wisconsin in the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball. Who has the most pressure? Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next.